get ready for an epic experience that you won't forget. The Be Your Best Self Conference, August 22nd at the Grand Event Center in Grandview Heights. You'll rub elbows with some seriously cool folks in the business world and soak up all sorts of wisdom about being a bold leader, rolling with the punches, and smashing through any obstacles that may come your way. It's not just about setting through speeches. It's about making connections and diving deep into learning that'll stick with you for ages. We've got a killer lineup of speakers just for you. First up, we've got Brian John, the brains behind Echo and Athena, who's going to drop some knowledge bombs about leading with love. Next, we'll hear from Shara Hutchison, the powerhouse CEO of Exposure, who's going to spill the beans on how to navigate change like a pro, whether it's in your personal life or at work. And then brace yourself for Stephen Carr, the mastermind behind Belief Force, who's going to show us how to kick those self-limiting beliefs to the curb and step into our full potential. But wait, there's more. We've got a lively panel discussion lined up where we'll tackle the ins and outs of working with different generations in the workplace, led by the amazing Dahlia Calgreen from United Residential Management. And to keep the momentum going all day long, we've got the one and only LaShondra Baker from LBB Edutainment as our hype woman. Oh, and don't even think about sneaking out early because we've got some seriously awesome prizes up for grabs at the end of the day. Trust me, you don't want to miss out. So mark your calendars, spread the word, and get ready for a day packed with inspiration and connections. Chamberpartnership.org backslash BYBS 2024. This episode of Business Inspires is brought to you by the Village of Marble Cliff. Small village, big thinking. Find everything you need at marblecliff.org. This is Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. To run a successful business, you need resources, valuable connections, and community recognition. Business Inspires will provide you with the tools, resources, and examples to inspire you to create the business you're envisioning. Well, good morning, Tri-Village. This is David, the Executive Director with Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. And I'm excited this morning because we are doing a soft kickoff to our Be Your Best Self. And we have Melissa Basil with Basil Insurance and Natalie Bow, the Executive Director of Leadership UA. Morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great. Are you enjoying this time of COVID and all this exciting stuff? Yeah, it's getting better. Things are starting to open up, which is super exciting. Um, kids are, you know, kind of getting back in school, which is great for the families and for their mental health and well-being. Um, and just getting to like drive by the school and see kids playing sports. It's always in the band out, so it's it's great. I agree. It's a great time. I'm happy to be here this morning and not connecting on Zoom. Oh, I know. <laughs> Having I'm some so... face-to-face interpersonal connections. Are and we and nice. we do have our social distance on, so yes, don't worry. So we're safe. Very safe. And so. Really quick, before we get into the Be Your Best Self and why I truly invited both of you to be here, because I'm excited to move this forward, I'm going to, Melissa, tell us about who you are, what you do, basal insurance, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so um, I grew up in a small farm town up in northeastern Ohio. So really, it was a village, so extremely small town. And when I went to Ohio State, I went from 
a really small town to a really large town and kind of being the small fish in a, in a big pond. And then once I graduated, it was, where do we want to live? And so we initially went out to new Albany. I worked for state farm at the time and had a great experience, um, and got the opportunity to open an independent agency. And when we did that, we looked at five different cities in Columbus and my husband and I are both Buckeyes and the only city that seemed right was Upper Arlington. <laughs> and your husband happens to be, and we're only going to keep this short because this is about you. Your husband is? Drew Basil, number Correct. 24, the former kicker for Ohio State. Everybody loves him. And from Chillicothe, Ohio, and where he's my from children Chillicothe, grew up, Ohio. So yep. <laughs> so we both kind of grew up the same way. And when we were trying to decide between the five cities, like obviously business-wise, you want to see where everybody's at. Like who's your competitors? Are we selling the same carriers? Because when you're independent, you represent a bunch of different carriers. And so it, it was easy to kind of cut off a couple of cities from the list early on. And then Arlington came and it made sense for us because we're both from that small town and it felt very small town. Like I love Dublin, but when, when you're there, it's like, Hey, well, what Dublin or what Dublin are you cheering for Friday night? Where it's like, I'm from Arlington. Well, we're all rooting for the golden bears on Friday night. And we're all, you know, we're all in this one com small community, even though it's a lot of people compared to where I grew up, it still feels super small. Um, once you get here. So essentially we decided to move to Arlington. We committed a hundred percent. We bought a house. Um, I was initially down on Riverside, not too far from here. And then last year, actually the beginning of this year, we moved our office to Lane Avenue. So we're right across from Piata next to Faux on the first floor. So we have a sign. We're legit. Um, <laughs> we sell um, auto, home, life, and commercial products. So we just help individuals and families protect their biggest assets. And we do that through educational base. So I'm really big on just making sure people understand what, what they're covered for what they're not covered for and essentially just what they're paying for because you have to have it or you're supposed to have to have it and every month or every year when you get those bills a lot of people they get frustrated when they get they hate they don't love paying their insurance mm -hmm. bill but I think once you get people to understand why they have it and what everything means and truly what you know it's protecting or what the main lines of coverage are protecting it makes that bill a little bit easier to swallow when you make the payment. So are you a broker for several agencies? Yep. So I am still within my first three years of sponsorship. So I have a sponsor that's based out of Portsmouth. So I operate here. Their office does my backend support, which isn't a whole lot because I like to do kind of everything, which is a good and bad thing. But I just want to learn so then when I hire, I can effectively transition, you know, those, those responsibilities off to somebody else. But we work with Cincinnati Insurance, Auto Owners, Ohio Mutual, Nationwide, West Bend, Progressive, what, um, NSI, we have all types of carriers and we have access to an excess surplus line. So yeah, we have lots of options. And I think that's what I like. I did come from the captive side where you could only sell one company. And so now, you know, every household is different. Every business is different and there's not a one size fits all. And so that's, what's great about being on the independent side is we have different options. And if people's life changes, we don't have to lose a customer because of an accident by a youthful driver. We have somewhere else we can typically go with them so we can retain the business. Great. Yeah. We're glad you're here. Thanks for having me. I like I your energy. <laughs> Thank you. Natalie, yeah. our executive director for Leadership UA. Tell Thank us you. about you. 
Well, I actually was born in a small town in Ohio as well, Sebring. Didn't have a hospital, so I was born in the town over Alliance. Um, Ended up moving to Florida when I was four and grew up in Orlando and then Fort Lauderdale. Went to the University of Florida in Gainesville. I'm a diehard gator, so I've I've found the few few roaming orange and blue gators in town. We unite strong. And uh, we ended up in the Midwest. My husband and I met our first year of school and ended up in Tampa and then the Midwest in 2009. We were in Chicago. Uh, he was pursuing his medical career there, and I worked for uh, a nonprofit out of Chicago. And my degree was in public relations. Um, and one of my first jobs out of school was with a PR firm in Tampa who was an amazing mentor, uh, Lisa Brock there. And I volunteered for one of our clients on the side, the Warwick Dunn Foundation. And it was really my favorite part of my job. It was my passion. And of course, uh, it was volunteer-based. And so I had an opportunity to uh, pursue that role and became the executive director for them and sort of followed my passion in nonprofit um, community service at that point. And so we ended up in Chicago, worked for a nonprofit there, the Israel Adonage Foundation, so serving economically disadvantaged children in Chicago, Nigeria, and Canada. And then we went to Uh, I guess we crossed enemy lines. We were in Ann Arbor for three and a half years. I worked at the University of Michigan, and uh, my youngest son was born there. And then we came over here, crossed that that hard line in the in the sand. And uh, my husband did a fellowship at Nationwide Children's Hospital in Ohio State. And we thought, this is great. We're moving back to Florida. See you later. Mm-hmm. And here we are four years later. We absolutely love it. Um, we drank the Kool-Aid and we kind of stumbled upon Upper Arlington. Um, it was not, we, we really didn't know anything about it. We weren't from here. We didn't have any relatives that lived here. And we loved the proximity. We loved the community feel. Um, We were in a townhome, and we'd go to all these Jones Middle School events, and we didn't know anyone there. (laughs) We would just cheer for the the home team. And so uh, when we had the opportunity to stay, we decided this was where we wanted to raise our family and um, and pursue our careers. And so Leadership Upper Arlington had an opening, and uh, we've been around for 32 years, and our goal is to educate and engage residents to become more involved in the community and to um, really understand how we operate and to build a network within the community. And so I've been in this role um, for the past two years. Years and I, I love it. I, like I said, drank the Kool-Aid of Upper Arlington, and I love the tri-village connection. I think it's really neat that we are all able to work together. It's everyone's backyard, and I appreciate that opportunity. So. I know. I'm looking forward to uh, being in the next class for U- U- or Leadership UA. Um, excited to have you. I, I'm excited to branch out and really get to meet others. I mean... My experience here since January has been great, barring our wonderful uh, COVID. I think the last time I saw you was at our annual luncheon in February, mm-hmm. and yes, Melissa and I ran in, into each other at Lowe's. I think, yeah, it was. Yeah, it so was Lowe's. you know, but I'm so excited to have you guys here. And looking at our new uh, endeavor and kind of our expansion of our women's initiative, when we talk about be your best self, tell me. Whoever wants to go first, what do you think when you hear that or you say that? What What is being your best self? 
It's a great question. I think for women in particular, we never feel like we're probably at our best. I know sometimes I'll be approached for certain positions. I'm like, oh, I'm not ready for that or, or certain opportunities. It's like, no, it's not the right timing. And I think that's just a reflection of how we are constantly putting pressure on ourselves to do better, to be more, and to do our best. And so I think accepting that is, is sometimes hard. Um, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit um, and acknowledge our strengths. And I think it's something we have to always be aware of that we're working on and working toward. But um, I think we're constantly evolving and defining that. I know even now in my career and uh, where I am with my family, I still feel like, okay, I've got more to give. Like, what, what else can I do? Like, is this the best me? I mean, I try to live in the moment, but I feel like I'm always trying to make it better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when David sent me the mission of the of what this group is going to look like, um, I was excited. I'm kind of going through a lot of different stages right now in my life. And I grew up, um, I'm an only child and a, and a girl only child. So the bar was high and there was perfection was requested and and that's understood typically with first children is what I've heard um so I was the first and the last and the girl so um and then I went on and was very successful in academics and then in my softball career and then got a scholarship to play at Ohio State so there's always been this like perfection that I feel like I've always had to fulfill and if I didn't I didn't feel fulfilled or I felt like I was letting people down and so being in the insurance industry, it's typically a male dominated industry as well. So being that different perspective, a younger perspective, as well as a female perspective is, is hard because sometimes I feel like I have to, you know, work harder to prove to people that, you know, a a young female can succeed in this industry and, and can be knowledgeable and helpful to others. So as well as maybe starting trying to start a family and just also being a business owner and having a husband who is self-employed as a realtor. Um, I need all the help I can get from people who've been there and done that. So I'm super excited about this group because I don't have all the answers. And just because I have a way of doing things, it's, it's not always maybe the best way to do it. Or someone could give me a little piece of advice to change the way I do something um, that will maybe either you know make me feel more fulfilled or give me a little bit more free time somewhere else in my life that kind of helps you know me feel like I am my best self. I I just want to say in regards to, you know, kind of picking up information and advice from folks as you're kind of navigating through all of that, I think especially being Mm -hmm. a female and a young female, it's really challenging. I know when I first started out in public relations, I wore a suit to every meeting. We worked with a lot of athletes and I was self-conscious as a female that I wasn't going to be perceived as intelligent or knowledgeable on the topic. And so I was always, you know, trying to dress for success, but make sure they knew my position as well. And um, I feel like, you know, as I gained experience and knowledge and I became more comfortable in those situations, it became a little bit easier, but I had some really strong female mentors who I admired and tried to just mirror in my, my path, but it's not easy. No, it's not. It's always a work in progress. Well, and I think that's part of why we're getting to where we're going with this, because bringing people and women in, even those that, that are supporting this initiative, we are welcoming everybody. It's getting that conversation and being a nonprofit. It's about developing. And even in a for-profit business, it is about developing those relationships, but how can we build this network to bring together a group, whether it's five, 10, or even a hundred, how do we bring these people together to provide this network? And that's 
who we are as a chamber is building a network in, um, in bringing these relationships together. You know, you talk about mentorships and, you know, you've had women and I'm sure no matter what stage you are at your career, you're going to be learning because once you shut that off and once you settle, you know, so, you know, looking at your next steps, how do you see yourselves being a part of this? How can we get other women and individuals and men Mm -hmm. to become part of this and see where they want to go and take this? I truly believe in lifelong learning. 100%. And I think leadership Upper Arlington is an excellent way to do that. Our last class we had, um, I had a retiree in the class. I had actually our our mayor, uh, Greenhill, was in the class. And, you know, folks are sometimes anxious about the demographic for the class. And and I always emphasize the value in lifelong learning and continuing their education, whether, and, and just improving their their quality of life and um, I think the benefit of having that dynamic in a class and I'll use this as an example is you have you have the the intergenerational connections and relationships whether it's male or female you try to gain something from everyone that you have a point of contact with so I think in terms of our community as a whole we have such an incredible wealth of senior citizenship of highly educated community members who are extremely passionate about a lot of issues in this area and I I really feel like this is a way to bring the group and establish a group of folks who are just looking for a way to get connected. It's not necessarily one specific topic, but I think it's more of the collective ideas that can be shared that are exciting for people to join. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the biggest thing is just being vulnerable, like people that are willing to be vulnerable because not everybody has, you know, the answer. And I think sometimes you want to put on this you know, I, I have everything together. Well, you don't have to have everything together because no one truly does have everything together. And I think that when, when you can put the walls down and be vulnerable, that's when we're going to get the best effectiveness out of this group. So if everyone comes with their walls down and is just willing to open up and share, I think that's what we need from everybody who joins the group, just being open and honest, because, um, it's nice to know you relate to other people in ways you may not have thought, like just because we're not in the same industry doesn't mean, you know, you can't pick up things from other people or you don't have a lot of things going on maybe in your personal life that are affecting your business life, um, and things like that. So I would say being vulnerable is going to be big for this group. I love that word. Yeah. And I think that's, that's perfect because, and I think you brought this, the next point up that I want to ask you about balancing, you know, Mm -hmm. your husband's has his career. You both basically have your own businesses, Mm -hmm. your husband's in medical field. I mean, you have children, you want, how do you balance that? Plus not only work, but personal, well, you know, because this is be your best self is, about being your best self every day from personal to professional. And, and, you know, you're going to have those days where it's like, I just want to be alone. And, but how do you balance that? It's constantly evolving. I can tell you that this, the past six months have presented some of the greatest challenges of my life, um, between balancing work, finishing out a class virtually to homeschooling to, a health, a global pandemic to racial and social unrest. These are, I mean, just the global challenges right now um, in every aspect, I think are really, are really hard. I I just, I never thought I would face these challenges. Um, 
and, and the, and I thought I was prepared for a lot firstborn. Um, my parents were divorced and I am grateful for, um, my family and the support that I had, but we live here and we don't have family in town and we depend on our community and our friends. So when you have to social distance and you don't have that support in the same way that you were used to, you have to adjust a lot of different ways. And so, um, it's, it's constantly evolving and changing. I, I don't know. I like routine. I like to, you know, get up at five, do our workout, get work done, whatever it is, go to school and people we're creatures of habit, right? We like to have that routine. And so I think that's thrown us all for a loop. Um, and then finding innovative ways to still get it all done and not feeling inadequate when I don't. <laughs> I think that's a big, a big challenge. So yeah, I'm pretty routine regimented, like the gym it's every day at this time. And then from there, come home, shower, and then do these couple things. And then it's off to the office, be there by this time. And the first things I do are, you know, certain activities. And then we move into this, then we go home and let the dog out and then (laughs) we come back. And then I also give lessons, um, to the youth for softball part time as well on my own schedule, which has gotten out of hand with COVID because all the parents want their kids out of the house. So that means they're calling me more, which means my schedule has gotten crazy busy to the point I can't take any more kids, which is a great thing to have. But again, it's when is, when is too much, too much. And, and when am I spending too much time doing that and not getting the me time, like, you know, my time to, to reflect and to develop myself and to just turn it off. Cause right now I don't turn it off. And my excuse is because we don't have kids yet. So why, why sit around? Like, let's just do everything I can do until we have things that are officially going to, you know, slow us down. Um, but again, it's a work in progress, but I'm a big routine. Like if you're going to laugh, I'm super old school. I have a paper calendar still and it's all color coded, which is just really interesting, but that's how my life is. It's um, pens, colored pens. You should have been in education because my husband's that way. He still has his paper and everything. And that like my issue is if you have to, yeah, if you have to cross something out, I know I have white out. Don't worry. Cause I can't stand scribbles on it, (laughs) but funny you say that's a teacher thing. So about halfway through, I started in corporate finance at Ohio state. And then halfway through, I was like, I don't want to sit at a desk all day with a calculator and a pencil and just like get people coffee and crunch numbers and never know how I can get, continue to move forward in this world. Um, and going to Ohio state in the business school, like they preach the power for, but let's be real. Like every one of these companies has one CFO. Like we're not all going to be CFOs of these big companies that we truly, that would be like a dream job for all of us. There's just not enough opportunity. So halfway through, I went to the education department and cause I love people and I love numbers. I was like, Oh, I'll be like a math teacher or something. And so it was going to take like two extra years to finish my degree. And I was like, Whoa, no, <laughs> that's, that's, I love Ohio state and I love college, but that's a long time to, you know, to, to do that. And so I'm actually glad I didn't cause I give him props. I'm not sure if I'd maybe want my own kids. Cause I think I wanted to do kindergarten and I think like 30 of them at, at school, like nine to three fifteen, And then to come home and have your own would be 
a little crazy. Um, I'm not sure I would want to have kids after having 30 of somebody else's all day, but, um, then that's how I got into insurance because it was people, it was a little more people driven, a little less numbers, but still numbers and I could help. So, but the teaching thing, maybe that's her. Then that's that little inch of me that wants to be a teacher. Is the colored pens? Yeah, I never, nev- we'll never had that. <laughs> you're filling it in softball. Yeah, yes. you're right. Yep. Well, and and I think the other thing is, you know, it's funny schedule, and you want to do all these things. It gets crazier when you have kids because mm-hmm. then you're adding and you're trying to. But that's you just the thing. Reallocate. Yeah. Yes. You adjust. You shift. You adjust. It's twice as busy mm-hmm. in different ways, socially and emotionally as well. You just reallocate. Yeah. But I do love to hear that, like, you have, I wish you had family here for, for you, but, like, you've made it work without family. And your friends become family. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a beautiful thing about our community. And so many folks come back to Upper Arlington. I think that speaks a lot to, and, and Grandview and all, all our community neighborhoods. And I think that's a really good testament to, like, the strength of the community, too. Mm-hmm. Well, and it is. I think, you know, my kids grew up in Chillicothe and I told them at 18, you need to get out. You need to go experience things. Mm-hmm. And then if you go back and, you know, when I came out 20 some years ago, 20 plus years ago, I mean, I realized I needed to take a step back and fix me to be a better person. So that's where I think this program is going to be. How do I be my best self? in order to move forward. And that's Mm -hmm. what we want to bring to the forefront is fixing, not necessarily fixing, but taking a step back and looking at yourself. So how do you do that to take that deep breath, busy with softball and your husband's business and your business and the house and busy with your kids and what medical field is your husband in? He's um, pediatric cardiology. Okay. So he's, I'm sure, hours. And so how do you take that minute for you, you know, that bubble bath, that glass of wine, that not promoting drinking, but just how do you take that minute for yourself? I think my thing is the gym. Like I've always been about the gym. So mine is that hour every morning that I drive across the bridge to Hilliard and go to orange theory. And that's just been I need the treadmill, I need the rower, and I need the weight floor. And that's my hour that is before anything else happens because it's so easy to get lost in the day. Like, I've never been someone who can work out in the afternoon other than when I was at Ohio State and we were told we had to be at places at certain times. But before everyone else is up and my day even starts, that's right now, that's what my thing is, is I have to have that. And if I don't, I have a headache or my day is just a mess or I'm in a mood. And, and it's crazy, but... The endorphins. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have to have that. But that's my, I mean, that's my thing for sure. I agree. And I try to do something every day, um, you know, for myself. So mm-hmm. whether it's 10 minutes of push ups or just meditation or something, because it gets so crazy and chaotic, I have to have that. Um, for me, the morning is the only time really to work out. I've started a new Friday lunch. Uh, work out with some friends because the weather's been so nice and I just needed to kind of change it up. It's like my favorite hour. It's so great. The kids can play and we do a little 
little exercise there and it's different and it's not something I would have normally done, but Mm -hmm. these new schedules uh, are permitting some exploration of activities. And so I'm trying to embrace some flexibility that we have in our schedule. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, it is hard to carve out that time. I feel like um, for me, connecting with my sisters on a regular basis, my family, even though they're far away, I feel like they always are, are building me up too. And my girlfriends, we have, I have a lot of um, friends that are just really busy as well. And we try to support each other uh, on that aspect on a regular basis too. So as we come to an end, my last question or comment and response would be, we're moving forward with this program. What would you like to see? us accomplish? What programming what would you like to see? And of course, where do you see yourselves being a part of it? It's a think, great question. <laughs> really, I think discussions like this. So mm-hmm. having sort of roundtables, smaller group discussions, I think, you know, not necessarily the larger group, um, but having more grassroots efforts in different pockets of neighborhoods and um, different times of day, just trying to really connect with folks. This is really nice to get out in a socially safe environment um, and be able to just talk, you know, have a, a general topic on hand, but just to be able to connect and hear from other people's experiences and what's working, what isn't working. And I'm constantly self-reflecting. So firstborn, you know, always trying to analyze, okay, what happened? Where did this go wrong? How can I do this better? That's just the nature. So, and I am vulnerable in the sense that I will always take responsibility for, mm-hmm. for my actions there. But I, I think that that's important to hear and learn from others um, in that path too. Yeah, I agree. I think the content, like there always has to be some type of content and some type of path and track to run on. But I think the true person and the true people come out and the great discussions come out when we are in those small groups and the vulnerabilities there. And we just connect. Cause I think, especially now with COVID, like you just want to connect with people because you feel like you've connected with yourself and your dog and your walls. Um, and yeah, or or lack thereof. Um, but I feel like just being around people is, that that's me again, not, it's not going to be good for everyone. Some people might not like that style, but I'm, I love, I'm a people person. I love being around people and just connecting with more people. And I think that honesty, like how you said, like you stepped back and you were honest with yourself. I think not honest of who you think you are, who just be who you are. And I think that if, if we can accomplish that and have good small group discussions, it's going to be, it's going to be great. And I'm excited to get to hopefully be a part of it and partake in it and learn from all the wonderful people we have in the tri-village area. I mean, the, the people are amazing what they do, self-employed people who work for nonprofits, people who work for big companies and there's a ton of people, male, female, it doesn't matter who they are, but we have great, this group is is phenomenal. It's full of successful people who are still developing themselves, but have a lot to give from their experience. So I hope everybody that kind of even has the littlest thought to join, I hope they, they take part in it and join. And I think when you have, um, leadership panels or you have presentations at events, you're seeing a different side of, Mm -hmm. of individuals. And so I like the idea of having the grassroots, sections better than the larger groups personally i agree 
I love, I, I think, and that's how we learn and how we develop relationships because it is being in the nonprofit world. And even again, back to the for-profit, it is yeah. about developing those relationships. So ladies, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I look thank forward you. to advancing and developing this more. I'm looking forward yeah. to Leadership UA. I think every advantage that we have um, or opportunity, we should take advantage of and, and we really move forward. So Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and listening to Business Inspires, a monthly podcast of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Our innovative and active chamber is successful because of our smart and engaged members who cultivate our strong business community. With more than 60 years as an integral part of the Grandview, Upper Arlington, and Marble Cliff communities, the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership is dedicated to a single purpose, the success of the business community. You can find a link to our website in the podcast notes to learn more about the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. For information about this podcast, to schedule a guest appearance, or to find out more about sponsoring this podcast, our contact information is in the podcast notes. Make sure you rate and review our podcast on iTunes. That helps us spread the word about Business Inspires.